Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, hello. Rick, um, I'm not sure what we're going to get so far. We may have already declared a winner. Um, This might be the recap episode. This might be the recap episode. So some very interesting situations coming in with the weather. If you watched any of the broadcasts, you heard all about it. Um, but that's going to be a fascinating storyline to keep uh, to keep track of moving forward after what was just a great day at Pebble Beach. Yeah, like let's let's get into this. There's a lot to go through. We had a record-setting day by Wyndham Clark, who goes out early and just goes bananas and plays his first nine holes at eight under. That is out in 28. He then makes birdie on 10 and 11. He has a very bizarre 12th hole that we will get to, but bounces immediately back with birdies on 13 and 14. So, Greg, he is 11 under through 14. He needs to play his final four holes at two under to shoot a 59 at Pebble Beach. I I was thinking chances are chances are pretty darn good with this. Yeah, the way he was rolling it, especially. I mean, you you look at what happened in that first nine twenty-eight. And he made 150 feet of putts. Not that's there's no round in there. 150 feet of putts in nine holes. Right. I mean, it's a 30 footer or a 40 footer at two, a 30 footer at uh, at six for those two eagles. I mean, he was pouring them in from everywhere. Four on that front nine, four putts longer than 24 feet that he poured in. Just absolutely incredible stuff on the greens Um, on a golf course that, you know, maybe the biggest challenge is actually making putts from especially from short range. Uh, Patrick McDonald, who I was just on with H on at HQ with uh, dropped this little nugget. So Thomas Dietrich, Ludwig Oberg, Scotty Scheffler, the final group 
had 150 feet worth of putts combined on Saturday. I did not. Yes. For the day. I did not fact check that, but for the day, three guys each playing 18 holes. That is what Wyndham Clark had on his front nine on. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, incredible. As one of my good friends would say, sicko stuff. Stuff. I mean, you see it. Tw- uh, he shoots 28. It's just incredible. Um, and that stretch from six to 11, right? I mean, that's five birdies and an Eagle all in, in a row. It, it's, I know the golf course is soft. I know there wasn't any wind and we were expecting to get it, but I mean, these are some tricky little green complexes here, right? It's not easy to be, pouring in all these putts it may be easy to hit it where you're looking maybe easy to hit it close to the hole at times um assuming you can control the spin but it it's just not that easy to to fill it up the way he did at pebble the final three holes where we are on full out 59 maybe 58 watch on 16 he hits it to 10 feet six inches leaves that putt two inches short 17, he hits it to 14 feet, four inches, leaves that putt, I don't know, three inches short. And then his eagle putt on 18 from 26 feet, five inches, leaves that one about four inches short. I don't know about you, Greg, but I think it is criminal to leave a putt for 59 short, let alone like three in a row to get there. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand. It's 26 it's 26 feet on 18. An extremely slow putt uphill. I know you're he's not trying to lag it up there when that comes up short, right? So it, like they're all understandable in their way. From 14 feet at 17, you don't want to leave that short and from 10 feet on 16, that's really the one that you don't want to leave short. Yeah. So that's, that's a little disappointing. He did say after he wasn't thinking about 59 until he stood on 18 T. But I, I think you got to know, you got to know you got 10 feet for birdie at 16. You got to be thinking, okay, this is dude. Even if it's a putt for, even if he's, even if he's even par from 10 feet on 16, don't leave it short. <laughs> yeah. You want to be it short from 10. It's understandable. Cause they're so slow. Um, and, and you can hit like a lot of putts come up short today. Yeah. Um, but with all that on the line and, and his, uh, aggressive nature throughout the day, although a lot of the putts he did make dripped over the edge. We watched that highlight reel I mean, they were kind of, some of them looked like they were going to come up short and stretched. So I, I see what you're saying, and I agree to an extent because my thought was at 18, you got to get this there because mm-hmm. you know it's going to be slow, but you got to you got to make sure this gets there. You watched Scotty Scheffler leave one short on a similar line on 18. Yeah, yeah. Or was it's, it Scheffler or whoever it was he was playing with? It wasn't Scheffler. It was Hoygaard, I think. I yeah, I think that's right because they were um, a different different group. Um, I thought I, I mean, you know, obviously phenomenal round we're we're mostly playing fun here with with Wyndham Clark I want to talk about the 12th hole so the first time he misses a green he hits a woeful shot on the par 3 12th that plugs into the greenside bunker he 
has to extract it and it kind of just teeters towards the other bunker and then he hits a shot left-handed greg so so just to describe the, the chaos that was this <laughs> round he goes eagle birdie 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 and then has to hit a shot left-handed <laughs> out of par three <laughs> out of par three he's he's 10 he's under yeah, he's at, he's sitting on twelve at ten under, hitting one left-handed. Has to be the first time in the history of golf that's ever happened. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. I don't know where the shot came from at twelve to hit it into that bunker, to plug it into that bunker. It's out of nowhere. I, I guess you understand. I mean, he had to hit it left. I understand why he hit it left-handed. That's not in question at all. Um, and then he makes it. He gets it up and down. He so he makes a 25 footer from the fringe with his putter that does not even count for the putting stats. So yeah. there's another 25 feet. There's another however many strokes gained that is. It doesn't count for him. It's based that's a zero putt hole. And honestly, that 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 bogey probably feels like a birdie in that moment with the, the escape that it was a plugged lie, a a left-handed shot, and then he rolls in a 25-footer to get out of there. Yeah, do a double breaker, right? Cruises that in there. And that was another one. He went it went in with perfect speed. Um, and I like how he said to keep the round going. Yeah. Which sure. is so, it's such a funny, like you're 10 under. And you you don't want to make double after that. That Boy, would that be disappointing. Yeah, you'd only, um, you'd only shoot like a 63. But it was a big momentum saver. And and he answered he answers the call on thirteen and fourteen with, I mean the shot he hit into thirteen was awesome, not easy to get it close to that whole location. Another one of those wedges he had a couple of these where he's coming out of the rough, like on eleven, another birdie that he made, um, and, and then hit such a cool third shot at fourteen, running it up the hill from the bunker there, on those soft greens that that was really cool really hard to do. Um, and he hit it to four feet and knocked that one in. So really remarkable stuff out of Wyndham today. If, if it was not for Wyndham Clark, th this would be, this would be the Jason day show because Jason day shot a 63. Jason day beat everybody else in the, in the field, not named Wyndham Clark by two shots and day lost to Wyndham Clark by three strokes. Uh, I mean, just, just two guys with some outlier days. And it was Jason who got off to a great start four birdies in a row, one through four. Uh, he was four under through six, but he made five birdies through that stretch. He holds out from 124 yards on 11 for Eagle gets a couple more after that. This place has been obviously a friendly, friendly confines for Jason day over the years. And this, this was uh, a look back in the time machine. Yes. Um, but you know, oftentimes I've equated a lot of Jason day's success here at Pebble beach to really, really good short game and being really solid on the greens, which he was today. He was really solid in those uh, short range putts, but just for comparison, I mean, think about that. This is, there's a big difference in the way these two players hit the ball today. So Wyndham Clark, 190 feet of putts made. And if you want to add that 25 feet to it, are you talking about 200 and 205 or whatever? Excuse my math, you know, over 200 feet of putts made. Well, Jason day lost by three, and made 65 feet of putts today. 
So he hit the ball so well. A lot of these wedge shots were really close to the hole, um, especially in the early going, taking advantage of one through six, kind of a unfortunate bogey at, um, at five there, but really, really good stuff out of Jason day, T to green, which is a little different than the way he typically does it here. Um, and I think his his iron play has started to come around the last couple of years, maybe a little up and down later in the season last year. But boy, was it on full display today. Yeah, so those were the two big movers. Wyndham Clark up 22 spots now in a solo first 17 under par. Jason Day up 28 spots now in a tie for six, four shots off the lead. Uh, we still have to talk about some of the, the bigger names, the guys that are in between those two, but we're going to do that after a quick word from our partners. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we're back. Okay. Wyndham Clark, 17 under. Jason Day, 13 under. There are some names in between. Let's start with Ludwig. A 67 uh, to go with his 68 on Thursday, his 65 on Friday. This 67 was bogey-free. It was pretty clinical. I think this dude, like he is, he's relentless. He's good. He makes the most out of everything. He's one shot back, Greg, and we haven't, we haven't seen the low one yet. No, that's the scary thing. Like, what did he, what did, what did he do today? It, it didn't really feel like much of anything. This is the easiest 67 you've ever seen. Uh, it was, it was not explosive looking or jaw dropping until you get done. You look at the card and say, okay, well he didn't make any mistakes, right? There's the, you know, he, he leaves two par fives out there with both 14 and, um, and also number two, he doesn't take advantage of those. And it's still a 67 really easy looking, uh, some really good wedge play. A short game I think is underrated. 
you maybe worry about the putter a little bit from time to time, but that seems to be a recent thing. And you could very easily blame the greens, this grass type, which everybody's been struggling with. And relative to the field, his putting really hasn't been all that bad. I mean, he led the field yesterday in strokes game putting, getting a couple long ones to go. But today was right, you know, lost about a half a shot on the greens and shot 67 and his one shot off the lead. He's, he's a scary guy to have behind you. Apparently, a new scary guy to have behind you is Matthew Pavone, who wins last week, Greg, and now, again, kind of under the radar, heading into a final round, two shots off the lead, keeps himself in the mix. He has found something. I, I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but he basically played 200 worldwide events before he won anywhere. And now he's won twice in his last 10 or so starts. So uh, I don't know what he's found, but I'd like to, I'd like to learn about it. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Um, he's got his shot shape under control for the most part. It seems like in every round, there's a, a, a wild one to the left with an iron shot for him, which he, he did hit today at, uh, at number five with his only bogey. Um, but other than that, he could re- he really threw some darts today. Uh, the putting has been really good. Seems like every once in a while he's good to miss a couple of short ones. Again, maybe that's just the uh, quality of the grass type. But ultimately, when I look at Matthew Pavone, I'm thinking this guy just won't go away. Uh, you almost have to go back to yesterday where he's at Spyglass Hill. It doesn't get a lot of attention, but he shoots 38 on his front nine, makes a double on his ninth hole and is at five under for the tournament and turns it around, makes four birdies on, on his back nine, the front nine, and then comes out today and goes and fires a 66 and made a couple bogey bogey at, at five and eight out here today with a couple left misses um, a, approaching the green. I think uh, maybe eight wasn't a left miss. I know five was eight was too. Yeah, he missed it. Le- missed his approach shot left on eight as well, where that cut doesn't really cut, and that can get him into a little bit of trouble from time to time. But he won't go away. He continues to bounce back and answer with birdies, um, and and looking at a really difficult forecast for tomorrow if this round gets played tomorrow or Monday, you can't count this guy out because he's he's tough and he's kind of proven himself to be a little bit of a mutter who I think has a lot of different avenues, a lot of different ways he can win a golf tournament. Yeah. I, you know, color, color me impressed with the way that he's with the way that he's been playing, not just the last couple of weeks, but really last 10 or 12 starts. It's been, it's been really good stuff. A um, couple of bigger names, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, both sitting in a tie for six. They're both at 13 under par. They are both four shots off the lead. Let's start with JT. It was a four under 68, another bogey-free round. You talk about taking advantage of the par fives. Uh, He did it on the front. He did not do it on the back nine. He played his final 12 holes at one under, 11 pars and, and one birdie. The lone birdie came at the 15th hole. I have been on the record far and wide that I think JT is, is just ready to rock and roll in 2024. And are again with him near the top of the leaderboard. And this is Justin Thomas of, of old. Exactly. Right. He's in position. He's uh, doesn't seem to be getting everything out of his round that he can. 
but playing very well and right in contention. Uh, he's missing some putts to the right. You could see it jumping off the off the blade to the right at times, uh, and a lot of putts hanging right around the edge. You know, a lot of hand gestures out of JT on the greens, which look that's a welcome that's a welcome sign compared to what we saw last year. So he's he is back in that kind of groove, and as putts start to fall for him, whenever they do. Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's you know uh, at, at, in May at the PGA Championship or at the Players, he's going to win because his game is right there. It's that good. Uh, he's got plenty of shots. Uh, you just want him to keep things simple. But I want to bring up one other thing about JT. Mm-hmm. Remember that round at the Players Championship and. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the one where it was just absolute nasty. And he he shot like a 66 in by far the worst conditions of the week. Opposite uh, side of the draw. Yes. Everybody's firing off open championship predictions. Yep. You might have that kind of situation tomorrow at Pebble Beach. And it'd be really cool to see him make a move in conditions like that. He has been. Uh, there's been a couple times where he's put it together in really nasty stuff and been the outlier uh in a in a positive way so i'll be interested to see the opposite from scotty scheffler who maybe it's the footwork i think that's the easy excuse maybe it's just a small sample size but when it's kind of wet and nasty he doesn't doesn't play his best a, a two under 70 which is a stroke worse than the field average and this this was just a lot of loose play from scotty he didn't drive it particularly well um, you know, he always looks off balance and maybe it's exaggerated because when he's moving around, he's also slipping. I mean, the, the ball's long gone off the club face, so maybe it doesn't matter, but it's, it's, it was just a tough watch for Scotty. Yes. Now look, this is a, something, um, one of my old bosses used to tell me, if you have a great looking golf swing, you can play poorly and people say, oh, he had an off day. You know, when when your footwork's all over the place like that, and it's wet and the results don't show it. It all of a sudden looks like a problem. So I, I don't think that's a real issue for Scotty. Um, but I understand your point. I think back to the PGA Championship at Oak Hill where that Saturday round kind of clipped him. But I'm wondering more if it's if this is a Saturday issue for Scotty than it is a uh, conditions issue for Scotty Scheffler. So it was his worst scoring average um, of any round last year. We've seen it a couple times this year already. Slow Saturdays have kind of halted his progress in these tournaments, but still he had 15 greens today. He's eighth in strokes gained approach the green. Um, and the issue still seems to be on the greens. I mean, he missed three putts inside of seven feet. Those three go in. It's 67, and Scotty Scheffler finds himself one shot off the lead doing nothing. So the issue is still, this is largely still the same, even though some of the tee shots didn't look as automatic today. Okay, fair enough. Um, You mentioned conditions. Let's talk about the conditions before we get to the betting favorites, because I think this is pretty relevant. So uh, there's this great tweet from uh, Keith, my buddy Keith Stewart's on site. Is this from his read the line um, Twitter handle? So uh, Gary Young, who is the chief referee for the PGA tour 
has described what the plan is moving forward to the media. So they are going to get out there uh, very early on Sunday morning, 5 a.m. Pacific time, and they're going to make a determination one way or another and alert players at 5.15 in the morning. They will either say, um, you're good to go at normal tea times, which will be two and a half hours later, it'll be 7.45 local, or you are going to get another update at 9:30. So they're not going to do the hourly updates. They're going to either they're going to give an update at 5:15 and if they need another one it's going to be at 9:30. Um if they go into Monday, if they are required to go into Monday, they have to start by 10:15 to have enough daylight and enough time to finish the rounds. If they cannot do that, if they cannot start by 10:15 on Monday, it is a 54 hole event. That oh, yeah. is that is the plan. And uh, it's a very understandable plan. I mean, so what do you think this outcome looks like? I, I just want to read to you this real quick, this report uh, for tomorrow. This is, well, you can you can be the judge of this. Okay. Moder mo moderate to heavy rain and strong winds to be expected to start the day Sunday. South-southeast winds of 30 to 35 miles per hour gusting to 60 miles per hour will be likely the rain will decrease to showers and isolated thunderstorms during the mid to late afternoon. Sounds like good news with wind decreasing. Also good news to 25 to 30 gusting to 50 miles per hour. So that's our decrease We're, there's going to be a wind decrease to 50 miles an hour when it comes to gusts. That is, um, very dangerous circumstances. And so dangerous that there will not be spectators on Sunday, by the way, even if they you, do, you can't, you can't have that. There's no way you can have that stuff. There'll be stuff flying around all over the place, all over the place. You're talking about floods. Uh, it, it, it's a total mess. So I don't, I don't know unless we get, fooled by the wind right and that calms down dramatically i don't know how tomorrow happens i'm i'm actually on team not on i don't want this to happen but i think if you made me lean on a side i think we're done playing you, you, because here's here's the way that i see this uh, right if this forecast comes true which is the, obviously the huge caveat there is no chance they play on sunday there, there is just no out of player safety. There is no chance they play on Sunday. So now you've got to play on Monday. Okay, fine. Well, we know that for that they have to be off by 10, 15 in the morning. So that gives them by the time the sun comes up, maybe four hours to get this course ready uh, to play on Monday. This course is already saturated. They are supposed to get an inch of rain tonight, Saturday into Sunday, and potentially another two to three inches on Sunday. I don't know where four inches of rain is going. I, I mean, if anybody in the world can do it, maybe it's the grounds crew at Pebble Beach, but I don't know where four inches of rain is going in the few hours that they will have to get this course ready. Um, well, it's not going anywhere. There's no... Put it in the ocean. Dump it in. 
They were saying yesterday the course can't take any more rain. Correct. You know, it's and they didn't get any wind. It, it was hoping that they'd get some sun and wind today to help dry it out a little bit. And the wind just didn't blow. Are, every single ball, every ball, no matter what club it was, no matter whether it was landing in the rough, the the fairway, the first cut was like completely underground when it landed. Yeah. Disappearing. It kind of it kind of made it hard to follow most of the you don't see a ball bouncing and rolling, right? You see a ball disappear. The camera just pans. Yeah. Uh somewhere. Right. Nobody seems to be reacting to much. So it must be in the fairway. And I don't mean in the fairway left to right. I mean in the fairway, physically. Right. (laughs) Buried into the fairway. I also think so. This this will not impact the PGA Tours decision, nor will it impact CBS's. But the fact that, like, the Super Bowl is next week, and they're like like half of the cameras and like half of the camera operators have to be at the Super Bowl next week, and we know they're not even entertaining a Tuesday. Like it's either it's either Monday by ten fifteen or this is over. Yes, I'm not sure why the Super Bowl would have anything to do with uh, with our golf tournament. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they may have a little bit of pull over there. It, I I just think, and I hope I'm wrong, right? I hope that um, they they've got they've got a way to get this thing ready for Monday. But man, the forecast is not pretty. No, uh, and you're you're fighting it on two fronts, right? I mean, sixty mile an hour winds. I don't. I think it's really feasible to understand what that feels like. Right. You know, what what that actually is. I mean, you probably misjudge what a 10-mile-an-hour wind is. You definitely do with your club selection. <laughs> you know, that's not a one-club wind. 10 miles an hour is a two-club wind. So usually your perception of wind is low your guess is going to be on the low side i just i just learned my problem <laughs> yeah. i never would have thought that was a two club wins. yeah yeah you need two from two and ten uh so that that but at, at 60 it's just unfathomable and and then if that doesn't happen it makes the other side even worse which is all the rain that you mentioned if uh if 10 miles an hour is a two club wind is is 60 miles an hour a 12 club wind <laughs> I I don't even th- I, I don't even know. I don't even know what you would do. I, I don't like your your physical body is going to be moving around. Right. Yeah, you could not actually stand there and swing. That that's what I'm saying. It's very intense. And then the ball's gonna stay on the green. I know the greens are slow, but it's a 60 mile an hour wind. It's gonna blow tree limbs off. It's going to also blow a golf ball that's on a green. Uh, let's see the betting odds. Might be over, but if they play 18 more holes, uh, this is what Vegas has to say about it. Wyndham Clark is the favorite at 2-1. to one. Ludwig Oberg, plus 210. 850, plus 850 for Matthew Pavone, and then Scotty Scheffler at 11-1. to one. Um, I, I guess, well, I guess if we assume they're not going to play Sunday, conditions on Monday will be wet, but like, they're much better like wind wise. So I don't expect that if they do play Monday, it'll be 
crazy windy or anything like that. It'd be just a relatively wet, wet day. So we have to make a lot of assumptions here, Greg, but is there something there that stands out to you? Um, well, there's something not there that stands out to me. Okay. And that would be four shots back. Um, it would be Tom Hoagie. 35 under 35 to one. So I really like that number. I think it's long. He's playing really well. Loves the golf course has won here before. Uh, he's hitting his irons. Great. Uh, I really like the number on Pavone as well. I agree with that. Um, that seems to be, you know, look, Wyndham is fine. Ludwig is fine, but they're a little tight up there at the top right now. So uh, the Pavone number, fascinating to me. The Hoagie number, very interesting to me. Uh, and I'm also not afraid of the Jason Day number. Uh, he's four back as well, uh, but hitting the ball so well. Um, I think that could really carry over. Now, that's kind of the Monday concept. Mm -hmm. Anybody here? JT is probably the guy you're thinking of if it's blowing 40 miles an hour. If it if it's a lesser version of what the forecast is and we get 40 mile an hour winds, you know, who can handle that? Uh, yeah, so if they actually do play in something like that, uh I, I yeah, just I'm just going to go find somebody at like 35 or 50 to 1 and just be like let's let's go chaos style. Yeah. And do this. Um but I agree that if like you made me actually pick somebody I, we, we have seen justin thomas uh defy logic and reason in some of those situations before but i would i would start thinking it would be like that final round at tory where snedeker and it's just like every everything is sideways right and i guess in that case my the guys i really like would be at 11 under and that's justin rose and keegan bradley um i, I like them in conditions like that i think they're equipped to handle it they're just six back so they may be some guys you go grab um to embrace the chaos as well uh josh grab this comment from paul it says it says can i put 5k on clark right now so uh i did this not 5k because i couldn't get that much down uh, on the limit but so i just went and bet Wyndham clark at two to one in case this thing's over in case it's over. Now I'm assuming that will be voided out. I think it's going to depend on when you place that bet. You know, if no golf gets played after you placed it, I think you'll probably get voided, which that's uh, fine. I'll just take my money back or whatever. I think there's a chance that they sleep on it and they pay it out anyway, but also um, I think it depends. Right. So like I, I placed it Greg when Ludwig was on the green. So, I mean, technically golf was played after I placed it, but I guess every place is going to have different rules. They're going to interpret them differently, but I do, I do like where Paul's head's at because I think that there's a chance that no more golf is played. Yes. But I mean, you may I, look, I don't know if 5k is a big deal to you or not. That's your own discretion, but it's not like auto. You don't put your mortgage on Wyndham Clark. Right, just because it might not be played. Well, it might be played. Yeah, and he might not win. <laughs> it definitely might be played. So, so like the scenarios are. Yeah, you might you might just get your money back. You might 
you might win. You might have to have him play and you might win or you might lose it. Like there is not, they're not, they're not like all perfect outcomes. This is not automatic, but I don't hate the idea that you had, right? Getting in there a little early. Um, it's a really nice play. You're lucky Ludwig didn't make that putt. I, I, I know, but I wanted to be, I wanted to, cause I thought about it was probably going to be voided anyway, but I was thinking, if there is a rule about about this, uh, I do want to get it in before the round's over, right? So I did, I did kind of took took a calculated risk that he wasn't going to make that whatever it was thirty footer or whatever. Yeah, and that happens. Hey, you get your uh, two to one money on it, which is great, right? Uh, yeah, and the other thing is like, okay, then I just have Wyndham Clark at two to one, and maybe he wins, and maybe he doesn't. I've lost bets before. <laughs> I'm going to lose bets yeah. in the. You're like, well, yeah. like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but it's not the mortgage because right. it's no. not automatic. That's the one thing I'm trying to make very clear yes. here. It is not the mortgage. Let me be very clear about that. Yes, it's as as always, it is what uh, responsible gambling would be, uh, what I'm absolutely willing to lose. <laughs> right, right. This is an entertainment chip. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right. Anything else, Greg? I mean, listen, uh, I guess we don't know. You know, I assume we don't pod Sunday if uh, but this might be the end. We might turn the page to Phoenix. I don't know. But if 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 we don't if this is it. Any final words on Powell? <laughs> oh, um, well, first of all, what a week. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Happy to say it again. Hopefully I'm hoping I get an opportunity to say that again. Uh, but a big credit to Wyndham Clark for um for what he's done this week really just today because i've kind of been out on him for a while since the u.s open victory play has been a little up and down uh hasn't been a whole lot of things seeming to go in the right direction for him and it's nice to know that his game is still there and this kind of stuff is still capable so really happy for Wyndham. i hope to see him play another round of golf and it'd be great if he could close it out in four rounds Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme available at The Real GFD. And you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.